Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Welcome, everyone, to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast. This is Ali Nimmons. Unfortunately, Michelle is not feeling well today, so she will not be joining us. But fortunately, I have a very special guest on the show. Um, Camber has agreed to join us for today's episode. Uh, Camber, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I'm super happy to be here, even though it means Michelle's not feeling well. Don't love that. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to to um, to have you on. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about you and who you are and what you do and all of that fun stuff? Sure, absolutely. Um, my name is Camber. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I work in social media management and community management for GiveWP, a WordPress, a WordPress plugin company. Um, I identify as female, as I said, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm also part of the LGBTQ community. So I'm extremely happy to be on your podcast today. Yay. That's so great. I'm so happy to have you always happy to have like a little kind of give, even though we had, did not work there at the same time, always Mm -hmm. happy to have a little give WP reunion. Um, I see you're so, um, totally off topic, but I see you're from South Florida. Yes, I am. I live, um. I live actually in Southwest Florida. It's a little bit quieter here. Yeah. Um, but it's a super sunny day. It's still like easily 88 degrees most days right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am like absolutely dying That's um, for there to be a little cool front. I actually just moved to Austin, Texas from Southeast Florida, from North Miami. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah, that's kind of I grew cool. up on that coast in, in, in the West Palm Beach area. Cool. Sort of. I actually grew up in Lubbock, Texas and moved to West Palm when I was about 14. So. That's crazy. We had yeah, the opposite a little experience. overlap. <laughs> awesome. Well, today we wanted to talk to you. We, ha- we held a little poll on the underrepresented in tech Twitter uh, mm-hmm. to see what our listeners wanted to hear about this week because Michelle and I were kind of torn about what we wanted to talk about. Uh, and the responses were pretty interesting. The options were talking about raises and promotions, talking about how to negotiate a salary and talking about how to write a proposal. And Mm -hmm. salaries was tied with raises and promotions, um, which was pretty interesting to me. So today we're gonna talk with you um, about negotiating a a salary. And I guess next week we'll talk about raises and promotions with Michelle. Um, But I know that as an underrepresented person, I mean, as anybody, it can Mm -hmm. be very difficult to try to negotiate a salary when you're looking at a job, when you're talking to a hiring manager or anything like that. Um, I've only done it once and it was Mm -hmm. terrifying and nerve wracking. (laughs) And I was lucky that I got to do it through email. I wasn't even like face to face, like in the moment I got to really like draft my messages and have somebody read it over for me and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it can be really scary to negotiate a salary, especially if you feel like you are being lowballed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are, you know, there's that fear of, you know, well, if I ask for too much, they're just not going to give me the job at all. There are all mm-hmm. of these, all of these fears um, that when you add imposter syndrome on top of those fears, yeah. you, you know, they just double or triple or quadruple. So, um, yeah, I wanted to know what your thoughts are on, you know, 
when to negotiate a salary, how to negotiate a salary in a way that's, um, you know, agreeable. Because I've also then heard, you know, from hiring managers where it's like, oh, yeah, we were going to hire this person and we were happy to negotiate, but they were just really inflexible about, Mm -hmm. you know, what it was they were going to accept. So I feel like there's kind of sometimes a right and wrong way to do this. And we don't always know what that is. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I have a lot of thoughts. So compensation is super complex, right? It's your salary, their stock, there's options, bonuses, benefits, paid time off. So negotiating that salary is just really one piece of the puzzle for your overall job satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Albeit for many, it's really the most important one because that's the number that we live off of, our stock options. Those things don't impact our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, coming in, like you've received an offer and it's not quite what you wanted. Um, that's where you start to wonder, like, what are the things that are most important to me? So you want to negotiate your salary. I always suggest, and, and coming from a hiring background, I always suggest coming in a little bit over what you actually want, right? So let's say your goal is 60000 maybe ask for sixty-three. Mm-hmm. So when they meet you in the middle, it's a little bit closer to what mm-hmm. you actually want. Um, but really, I think the most important thing to negotiating a salary um, as a candidate is there's a lot of things, right? Um, you have to understand the company's limitations. So mm-hmm. understanding who you're coming in, what kind of company you're coming into. Large companies typically have like a strict salary cap or pay bands that they really can't be inflexible with. Um, so determining if there are other things um, like a flexible work life balance, like maybe you can work from home. Is there a stipend that they can give you monthly to cover expenses like your Wi-Fi or your gear or your home office? Um, are there other ways to increase your actual take-home pay without having to increase your salary is another another important part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it's about justifying your request. So if you're requesting you know, an increase in salary, you're negotiating in that initial part where they've offered you and you're coming back and saying, this isn't quite what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to justify your request is of utmost importance and doing it in a way that is, um, this is going to sound like it doesn't make sense, but doing it in a way that it's like confident humility. So mm-hmm. this is, this is what I'm worth. This is why I'm confident about that, but I'm not arrogant in this mm-hmm. conversation. Um, because that's, that's going to turn someone off. You're negotiating with a person, right? So, um, appealing to that side of them while showcasing your personhood is what's really going to get them to fight for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I actually pulled up that conversation that I had had in the past to see Mm -hmm. kind of how it's uh, measuring up to what you're saying. Um, And I'd love to do a little exercise with you. If I could read this out, um, you know, if I've kind of trimmed it for, um, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things, but if I could read this out to you, I'd love to have you like critique to say like, what did I do well? What, what could I have improved upon? Cause I think it's really helpful sometimes to, to have a, an example. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So in this, in this circumstance, um, I was given a, a number and within my response, I said, um, I want to make sure that the salary is actually what I'm looking for. And that I'm being completely transparent with you about that. It's important to me that I don't end up taking a pay cut by moving to this company because they were currently offering 
less than what I had been making at my mm -hmm. previous company. Um, the perks in healthcare are fantastic and huge benefit to me. However, I have to make sure I'm not going backwards. The low end of the national average for somebody working in blank is blank. At this point in my career with the experience and the unique skill set I have, also considering the amount of perks and benefits I would be offered, blank to blank would be my ideal range. What do you think about yeah. that response? Um, honestly, I think that you hit on so many key points um, in your response. The one thing that really struck out to me is that you clearly did your research on what market value was for this position based on location and based on years of experience, right? So that's really important, hard data that is tangible information that you are coming to whoever with, right? Whether it's an HR person or the person that you're going to directly report to, um, it is hard and fast data um, around a salary request. Um, and then mentioning your experience also aligns with, you know, proving your worth and why you deserve that increase. And then you came to them with a range, right? So it's not a, it's not a hard and fast. I absolutely must have this number. It's like, this is where I'm comfortable. Is there somewhere that we can meet in the middle? Right. Um, giving them, and it also kind of gives them a little bit of control back. You're still controlling the narrative, right? Because mm -hmm. you've let them know this is your expectation, but they can meet you somewhere and that allows them some control. So when they go to HR or whoever makes those salary decisions, they can say, this is the range that she's comfortable with. I would love to meet her at this number. Mm -hmm. And this is why, right? So here's this hard data that she gave us. I looked it up. I can back it up. That's correct. But also she has XYZ years experience. And we want to ensure that we're putting her in a place where she doesn't feel like she's backsliding, whether that's salary, position, responsibilities. Um, so you give them lots of data to be able to go to bat for you in that response. Yeah. So that that number you're giving doesn't feel arbitrary to them. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like you just pulled that number, you know, out of the sky and it's, you know, just a number you're fixated on. There's, mm -hmm. there's real data behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. All that is so helpful. Do you, um, what's my, what's, what, how am I going to, how am I trying to phrase this? Um, do you feel like in your experience, mm -hmm. Uh, being an underrepresented person has affected your ability to negotiate a salary or the willingness of somebody else to negotiate that salary with you? Um, so I think specifically um, as a woman, I feel that there is some hesitancy um, around negotiations. Um, I know that um, statistically speaking, women and, and other, I mean, any rep, underrepresented person, but women specifically do not negotiate. And I think it's a confidence thing, it's, um, that kind of thing. So I do feel that in the times that I've had to negotiate my salary um, or other compensation, compensation um, benefits, that it, it kind of came as a surprise mm. um, to the person. So um, I think there's expectation around like, just accept it. Um, mm -hmm. This is what we're giving you. Just take it. So when I, the one time I can think of when I really pushed hard um, on my compensation package, the person literally said to me, oh, we weren't expecting mm -hmm. you to push back on this. Um, and so I think that's really where I find that 
there's an issue is, is there's an expectation for women or anyone who's underrepresented in any space, any industry, whether they're older or they're neurodivergent, um, to just take what you can get and, yeah. and don't throw fit, right? Like I used to say that to my kids when they were little, I'd give them dinner and I'd say, you get what you get and you don't throw fit. Um, yeah. we don't do that anymore, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's, there's some idea that you know, just take it. And it also is highly dependent, I think, on the labor market, right? So if there's a weak labor market, um, in general, and candidates have less bargaining power, even Mm -hmm. less, if you're an underrepresented person. Um, So I definitely think that it impacts, um, depending on, on the industry that you're in, the company that you're going into, this person specifically that you're dealing with, Mm -hmm. and what their biases are, um, towards whatever group you're in. And this is, this is, we should have an episode about this, uh, um, about salary, um, transparency yeah. at some point in the future, because I, one of the things that I find so valuable about my friends who are dedicated to being good allies is their openness about how much they make. Um, yeah. I think it's so ridiculous that it's so taboo to talk about how much you get yes. paid. Um, because if all straight white men were honest about how much they got paid, I feel like underrepresented folks would be in a much better position to mm-hmm. negotiate and say, well, mm-hmm. you know, I have just as much experience as mm-hmm. this person or more experience than this person. Um, I don't feel comfortable accepting an offer that is mm-hmm. less, you know, than yeah. what is being made here, you know? And I, I think that the the taboo around money Mm-hmm. for everyone makes it so uncomfortable to even bro- like in that, in that email that I sent, I broached the beginning of that email by saying, I, this is the part I don't like. I really don't like talking about money. It makes me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I feel like I have to say this. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a really awkward thing to have to do, especially when you don't know what the context is. And so I would say for any allies listening, uh, you know, if somebody approaches you about a job opportunity, like at a company you work at or something, uh, be willing to share, mm-hmm. you know, be willing to share that information. It does you no harm and it does it yeah. can only do them good. And I think there's, there's a little bit of fear around it because so many companies have made it, uh, you know, a thing when they find out that you shared your salary, they'll send out like, kind of, you know, scary emails, like we don't condone this practice, but there's nothing illegal about it, you know? So, um, I I vividly remember, um, I was maybe 10 years old and I was on an RV trip, um, with my grandparents across the country and we stopped to have lunch or dinner or something at a restaurant. And I went up with my granddad, um, to pay the bill and they said the total. And as a 10 year old, I was like, wow, (laughs) that's a lot of money. And I remember my grandfather was like, we don't talk about money. We don't comment on money. Mm. We don't comment on expenses. And that really set the tone for me, for my Mm. life, right? Like it it took years before I was comfortable talking about how much money I made, even in relationship, right? Where it's important to know like what you're getting yourself into from, from a, an income perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it's so important to share that information. I had a friend who was up for a promotion into a, a role that was um, lateral with mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, she felt very much that she was being lowballed. Um, we had very similar backgrounds, very similar years of experience. 
Um, we worked for the same company. So we talked about even like reviews, what had those looked like for you in the past? Um, so when we went through all the, all the information, we were very much aligned. Mm. Um, and so I said to her, you know, I, I'm in this role. I make X. This is what they offered me mm-hmm. when I came into this role. And it was like a good 10 grand, um, more than they were offering her. So not a small chunk of change. Yeah. Um, so for her to be able to then take that information and say, you know, I know that X, Y, Z position is getting paid this much. And I really feel that, um, I'm being, I'm being lowballed and I'm not being, paid fairly. So I would appreciate, you know, something closer to that number. Yeah. Um, and having that, you know, that life example to bring to somebody. It's so important. And and it allows you to hold that company accountable. Um, absolutely. And And on, and on, I'm sorry to interrupt on the flip side, it's so important to hold organizations, companies, businesses, um, accountable in the very beginning to Mm -hmm. what is this role? What is the starting for this role? Mm -hmm. Um, How much are you paying for this role? When I joined um, Give WP from the get-go, it was, this is the salary. Are you okay with that? If Mm -hmm. not, we won't move forward. Um, If you are, great, let's continue. Um, And that really helped me set my expectations for what I was coming into. Was I comfortable with that number? And and moving forward, right? So having that upfront transparency about, this is, this is the amount. Mm-hmm. Are you good with that? Or no, we don't want to waste your time. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that can tell you a little bit about a company at the beginning. If, if they're mm-hmm. trying to lowball you 10,000 grants worth, yeah. um, you know, even if you come forward and say, you know, I don't think that that's uh, particularly right or fair, this is what I'm looking for. You know, what, what does that say about the integrity of that company that they kind of yeah. tried to do that in the first place? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Absolutely. Like it can tell you a lot. Um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and wrap things up here. I feel like this is, this could be a podcast in and of itself. It really could be, (laughs) Is you know, negotiating salaries, figuring out how much you're worth doing that research. Cause yeah. And in that, that email that I read out, I did a ton of research because Mm -hmm. I really wanted that job. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I was asking for what I, for what was fair. And I knew that Mm -hmm. if I over asked, um, and was unreasonable, then, you know, that would be the, they're not going to pull money out of nowhere. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. So I wanted to make sure that I was really asking for what, what they could afford and what I was worth. Mm -hmm. Um, and spoiler alert, it ended up working out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much, Camber, for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you online if they wanted to get in touch with you, maybe ask you additional questions about this topic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the easiest way to get in touch with me is on Twitter. Um, my handle is Camber MC. So C A M B E R M C. Um, I work in social media for a living. So I'm pretty much on there (laughs) all the time. Um, I would love to chat more, um, about, you know, salary negotiations, even talking about like balancing multiple requests. Um, those kinds of things There's so much that goes into it. So I'm happy to have conversations or even jump on another show and really dig in. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much you again, for having me. Of course. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you all next Thanks. week. You too. Bye-bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. Ninjaforms. Ninjaforms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. 
Stellar WP. Stellar WP is a collective of WordPress innovators standing behind WordPress plugins like iThemes, the Events Calendar, Restrict Content Pro, GiveWP, and more. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.